Hello everyone and welcome to Films of the Week uh, with not James. This is not James speaking. This is Raj uh, with Infinity Cast and I am going to be guest hosting Films of the Week this week. Uh, James is on holiday and he will be coming back in the next episode so normal service will be resumed but I have stepped in whilst he is on holiday, to give some films that I would like to uh, recommend this week. So I've got two films lined up. Um, I don't really think that they fall into a specific theme, because I know that James can group films together that uh, have something in common. I don't know if there's anything that these films have in common, um, but these are just two films that I really wanted to talk about. One of the films happens to be in cinemas now. I saw the film in cinema, um, which I know isn't necessarily possible everywhere, wherever you may be. And I'm sure that uh, whenever the film comes to streaming services, you'll be able to find it somewhere. And I recommend that you do. So I'm going to talk about one film that uh, is quite new and is in cinemas now, at least in the UK. And another film which is a bit older, but I think is uh, a little bit more underrated. So I'm going to talk about... Another round, and uh, and the film Nightcrawler. Uh, so those are the films we'll be talking about today. So let's us begin with another round. This is a Danish film directed by uh, Daniel Vinterberg, and it is a film that stars. Sorry, not Daniel Vinterberg. What am I talking about? It's Thomas Vinterberg. <laughs> this is a good start. I've already got the director wrong. Dear, oh dear. Um, it's Thomas Vinterberg, my mistake. He is the director of The Hunt, which was a film that also starred uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, another round also does star Mads Mikkelsen as well, as well as a few other people. Uh, Magnus Milang, uh, Thomas Bo Larsen, Lars Rante. I apologize to any Danish listeners who are probably uh, listening to me butcher <laughs> these names. Um, but basically, Another Round is a film that has been getting a fair amount of buzz, including uh, some acclaim from the Cannes Film Festival. And basically, it's a film about uh, these four teachers at a school who... Uh, and in particular, it's about Mads Mikkelsen's character, Martin, who realises that he's kind of fell, fallen into a bit of a slump. Um, Mood-wise, he isn't as... Uh, exciting or uh, as sort of interesting as a person as perhaps he was in the past. He's become quite apathetic to a lot of things and that's causing sort of problems with his relationship with his family because he just isn't a very fun person to be around and you sort of get that at the start that he's quite a uh, withdrawn person and not necessarily someone who feels very warm or kind of uh, exciting to be around. He's just very boring and very bland. And so he wants to sort of try and find some kind of way to make his life more interesting and to try and become more of an interesting person to others. And so he gets to talking with his uh, friends who are also teachers and they have this idea which is based on an actual uh, piece of scientific research uh, that has been published that claims that basically humans have a blood alcohol level that is too low 
and that you have to keep it at around about uh, 0.05%, which is the equivalent of two glasses of wine, um, and that in order to be at an optimal level, in order to be essentially the best version of yourself, you have to basically keep drinking in order to maintain that level of blood alcohol. As you can probably tell, that causes uh, many things, much hilarity to ensue. Um, in terms of this film, it is mostly sort of comedic in tone. It is a film that, as you see these teachers trying to bumble their way through a school day, um, whilst being, whilst essentially having this much alcohol in their system, um, that causes a lot of hilarity. And when they're sort of trying out this experiment, they're essentially trying to see, is this academic theory, does it work? Um, Martin, Mads Mickelson's character, is kind of the, the main test subject, but the others decide to sort of join into this little uh, kind of personal study that they're running for themselves. And they kind of write about their progress as they go, um, envisioning that this will somehow be in some kind of academic paper in the future to say, well, we tried out this, this um, uh, we tested out this theory on blood alcohol to see if it actually holds any water. Um, or holds any wine, rather. <laughs> Sorry, that was, that was a bad joke. Um, so another round uh, is mostly comedic in tone, but it does have a sort of serious undertone to it, which is essentially about exploring alcoholism um, and exploring, uh, in particular, the sort of sociocultural ties uh, to drinking. Um, because this is set in a school, and I think that the setting is pretty much perfect because what you then get is you get these scenes where the teachers and their sort of day drinking is juxtaposed with the students of the school um, who perhaps celebrate uh, for example their sort of passing of final exams with this big old boozerphon and uh, you kind of see these young people enjoying themselves and drinking loads and that sort of thing and that's sort of part of the culture. And I think in some ways, the kind of culture that's being portrayed here in Denmark is fairly similar to the drinking culture that you may find here in the UK. And I think yeah, as a result, particularly viewers in the UK will uh, empathize with that to a large extent. Um, and so because of that juxtaposition of the, the teachers and the sort of kind of showing that there's this fine line between drinking being kind of glamorous and fun but also when it kind of veers into this kind of sad and almost uh existential uh misery <laughs> yeah i mean i guess it's sort of the, the classic sort of arc of you have you you initially feel great and then eventually there's the come down eventually there's the hangover um, and the film kind of follows that arc. I mean, you can sort of see where it's going. They try out this experiment, and at first things seem to go very well. Um, Martin um, is, just seems like a much more jovial person. Um, he's starting to find that the students that he's teaching, so he's a history teacher, he's starting to find that the students are much more interested in his lessons. He's um, doing things with his lessons which are far more sort of engaging for students and generally he just seems like a much more popular person um, and also it improves the relationship with uh, with his wife in the film as well um, so you ha basically start to see that initially this uh, seems to be going pretty well but you can probably guess that things 
maybe perhaps don't stay that way uh, throughout, let's just say. Um, I won't delve too much into details for the sake of spoilers, but you can you can definitely see the arc of the film for early on, um, which doesn't necessarily diminish the film. It doesn't necessarily make the film predictable in any way. Um, and in some ways you can see where it's going, but I think that the way that it manages to navigate that arc is very... Uh, it's interesting because it does have a lot of applications to the way that we look at drinking, um, sort of culturally, but also personally. The way that it's presented in the film is that essentially Martin is unable to express his feelings openly to um, his friends. And as a result, the kind of underlying problems that he might be having in his life or with his family are essentially swept under the rug. And instead they just say, oh, you know, just join us for drinking. Because prior to, you know, this inciting incident, uh, Martin doesn't drink. And so um, they think, oh, you just need to sort of loosen up a bit, have a drink. Um, there is that sort of deeper level of drinking being used as a not a, not just a coping mechanism, but also as a masking mechanism for some of the other problems that might be going on with someone. Um, and in particular, this also then kind of extends to the others uh, in the uh, in the cast. So you have Thomas Bo Larson who plays um, Tommy, um, and he's basically a sports coach at the at the school. Um, and you start to see kind of his downward trajectory in particular as being one that's kind of tragic. Because that, essentially the way that he starts, he doesn't really start at the same uh, stage that Martin's at. Martin has decides to try out this drinking experiment because he feels like he isn't enjoying life and he feels like his relationships are, uh, are becoming uh, diminished with his family and with his students at his school. Um, but Thomas is, by all accounts, fairly charismatic and um, maybe he's uh, feeling sort of his own kind of inner demons and that's what, what essentially leads him and what leads the others to also take part in this experiment as well. They all have these uh, problems that they, that they, rather than, you know, talking to each other about and trying to deal with, they turn to, to drinking. Um, there's some great humor with, um, with Tommy's character as well. There's this, uh, this basically on his sports team, he's trying to basically coach his football team. And there's one of the kids called that he called Specs cause he wears glasses. Um, and you know, Specs is sort of this kid who isn't very popular with the other kids. And he's trying, and Tommy's trying to basically get him to, uh, become sort of more accepted with the other uh, kids on the team that that was really sort of funny and that was really cool I mean most of this film is very comedic like just the way that these four characters interact with each other is really entertaining um, Mads Mikkelsen's performance I think is great because he kind of does go through a real change a real shift in the film uh, from where he starts to where he ends up um, they're very sort of different characters. And obviously there is the sort of, you know, he's been changed by uh, by the alcohol. Uh, all these characters are sort of changed when they're, when they're drunk, obviously. But there is also this sense of personal growth that you can definitely see throughout the film. And I think that's what makes his character sort of a very different person in that way uh, at the end compared to where he was at the beginning. Um, so I think that overall it's a film that has a lot to say 
a surprising amount to say, actually. Uh, on the face of it, it seems like quite a, uh, a kind of maybe silly comedy. And obviously at times you kind of see them, you know, they're drunk and they're sort of falling over and stuff. And there's obviously that element to it, which is funny. But there's also a sort of deeper, more sort of dark humor to it. Um, because the way that the alcoholism here is really portrayed, <clears throat> for the most part, it's not necessarily portrayed in a way that's uh, perhaps been seen in films prior. It's not like these uh, this alcohol kind of leads to these huge benders, um, to these basically massive parties and stuff. And there is a little bit of that, but for the most part, because they're, they're sort of trying to keep the alcohol at a certain level, um, it's more that it sort of changes uh, their personality in sort of interesting ways, rather than it being this big old sort of bender, um, like it might be in sort of alcoholism. And I think that generally speaking, the sort of, uh, the way that alcoholism is for people who do uh, have sort of issues with uh, addiction, um, may not necessarily feel that in a lot of films it's represented in a way that's necessarily accurate because it's not like oh they've got you know a whiskey in their in their office drawer or something that they sort of keep at doing the day or something like that and it's not like they go home every night and just drink alone and get completely wasted or something um i think the way that it's it's usually a little bit more nuanced than that it's not like you have you either just drink and then you drink loads in this case it's they're trying to maintain the sort of a certain level of alcohol in their system and essentially trying to sort of change who they are as as people because they think that hey we can use alcohol to do that like that'll sort of make us better people and maybe make us better equipped to handle some of the other things that go on in our lives such as you know our dealing with our family and uh, dealing with the students at the school as well um sort of realizing oh alcohol will solve the problems um, but really it doesn't address the underlying issues, right? And that's sort of, that causes this sort of dark humor, uh, I think. Um, there's a bit where one of the other, uh, teachers, so there's the teacher Peter, um, played by Lars Ranthe, and, uh, he basically has to deal with this student who, um, uh, is essentially very, uh, nervous about the fact that he... Uh, is sitting an exam and he doesn't feel like he's ready for it. Um, he doesn't feel like he knows it enough and he has some sort of pressure on him to get into medical school, depending on the results of his exam. And so Peter's solution is just like, hey, why don't you like have a drink? Because <laughs> it'll cool your, your nerves. Like it's sort of, it's funny that he would suggest it, but it's also kind of, uh, sad in a way because it sort of fails to address the underlying sort of issues that are going on with this kid and the fact that he doesn't feel that he feels all this pressure to do well and that's sort of weighing down on him and that sort of anxiety that he has and it's just, just that sort of sweeping under the rug to say oh it's fine we can just have a drink and it'll it'll all sort itself out um yeah so that's i mean that's pretty much another round it's um i don't want to go too, too much into it because i think definitely it's a film that i recommend watching because it's a film that I think has a surprising amount to say um, despite the fact that it is very comedic and despite the fact that I think a lot of it comes down to the interactions between the four teachers um, how they their sort of camaraderie and the way that they are able to get along with each other the sort of uh, 
how they kind of report on how this experiment is going. There's just a lot of sort of visual humor, but also um, there's actually a lot of sort of interesting uh, kind of bantering and jibing that they do with each other, which I think does actually translate quite well from Danish. Um, I watched the subtitled version, and I think that um, in terms of sort of localization, they did a good job of actually making that some of that sort of humor, that dry Danish humor, uh, come across uh, through the subtitling. Which I think, again, the sort of I think there's a lot of uh, uh, intersection between the sort of Danish uh, culture and the humour and the sort of British uh, culture and humour, with the sort of drinking culture aspect of it, but also with the humour side of it as well. I think there's some overlap, which I think means that um, this film is able to sort of translate quite well. Um, whether it'll translate for others, I'm not sure. But I thought it was very fun. It's very good. Um, the ending was sort of interesting because I think the ending, you aren't really sure how to feel at the end of it. Um, there's maybe a degree to which some have said that there's some dissonance to the ending because depending on sort of what came before, the ending doesn't really make a whole lot of sense in terms of how the film wants you to feel. Um, but I don't think the film is necessarily shooting for a particular uh kind of resolution this i don't think it's really while it may seem like it's trying to wrap everything up in a nice neat bow um i don't think it's really doing that um, i'm not going to say too much just because of you know uh, spoilers but um if you have seen it then you might know what i mean i don't think i think it's a little bit more nuanced than than people are letting on let's just say um but yeah i thought this film was really good uh definitely recommended uh definitely watch it if you can watch it in cinema watch it in cinema if you don't want to watch it in cinema or you can't that's fine too i'm sure it'll be on streaming services pretty quickly anyway i mean films make it onto streaming services quite quite quickly so it's it's fine um so yeah that's another round the second film that i wanted to talk about today is nightcrawler this is a film from 2014 um it's directed by uh, dan gilroy it stars uh, Jake Gyllenhaal as well as Rene Russo and uh, Bill Paxton um, and also Riz Ahmed. Um, I think I think this was a this is kind of a, like an early role for Riz Ahmed. I think before he sort of became the sort of superstar that he is now. Um, so that was great for him. Um, so basically, Nightcrawler is a film about uh, the character of Lou Bloom, played by uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, and he basically tries to. Um, create a sort of a living for himself and a sort of a business for himself by being the first to get to specific um, crime scenes. So what he does is he basically he stumbles up, uh, stumbles upon this this I guess you could call it a profession. Um, it's more just hey this is in, this is just so messed up and weird that there are people who actually make a living off of doing this. But basically what he does is he uh, listens to police radios for crimes that have happened. Um, so, you know, car crashes or murders or fires and stuff like that. And he basically rushes to the scene and he gets a camera and he records footage of what's happening at the scene and then he sells it to news stations. And then it means that when news stations have their sort of breaking news, they then use this footage of, uh, of like kind of the aftermath of like the crime scene and stuff like that. Um, and so basically he kind of, you know, he's, he starts out the film as a bit of a sort of a grifter and a hustler and he's trying to sort of make it, um, he doesn't really have a, 
a sense of what he wants to do with his life. I mean, he, I guess he's someone who's just trying to do what he can to get by. Um, and he sort of is very driven and very ambitious, but in a very cold and almost inhuman way. <laughs> um, I think the character of Lou Bloom is really kind of, it's really fascinating. Um, for one, it's not like you are watching the film and it's, and you just see, oh, you just see Jake Gyllenhaal. Because um, obviously, you know, he's a very well-established actor who's been in a lot of films. Um, but he really sort of embodies this character of Lou Bloom um, in a way which is just really uh, captivating. Because I think this character just feels like someone who, in some ways, is a caricature. Like he kind of, you get the sense that he's learned everything about, say, interacting with others from doing online courses rather than actually interacting with people <laughs> um and he has like these sort of catchphrases like you know if you want to if you want to win the lottery you have to earn enough money to buy a ticket and stuff like that again it's just stuff that you feel like um he feels almost like he has this cold artificial front that he's sort of putting up um and he's definitely you know he's definitely a sociopath because he <laughs> he kind of shows throughout the film that he has this uh you know, disregard for others and not really caring about other people. Um, but I think that what's sort of interesting about the film is that um, there's there's been, I think, a a, a wave of uh, more anti-hero films that are coming out. You know, like like Joker, for example, that sort of thing, where people have this this uh, I guess a villain who's then put into a position of being the the hero of the story and audiences still root for that 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 anti-hero um but i feel like blue bloom's character in some ways is that but it's also i don't think is quite an anti-hero even though uh you know he is sort of portrayed as being the hero of the story you do sometimes you know once he starts to sort of cross the line he realizes that there are that there are certain obstacles in his way of trying to essentially make more money off of uh, off of this business that he's trying to, to build of trying to get these uh this footage to to uh, specific news stations so Rene russo plays uh the character of nina who runs one of the news stations a news station that isn't doing particularly well is fairly low in the ratings and he realizes that he has a a sort of uh, a degree of bargaining power in being able to give sort of exclusive rights to the footage to uh, specific news stations. And so Lou Bloom uh, is able to think of, he kind of grows into this real, like, uh, cold-hearted negotiator in a way. And that growth is something that, you know, at the start he doesn't really know how to, how to negotiate with people. Um, he's sort of quite timid in a, in a way, even though he's putting on this, this cold exterior um, and he's trying to sort of act as if he knows what he's doing ultimately people can sort of step all over him uh, when it comes to sort of negotiating and stuff like that um, but as he sort of grows into the film you think oh he's actually like he's realizing that he can't take uh, that he can't sort of let people walk all over him he has to sort of stand up for himself <clears throat> and I think that people might sort of root for that and go yeah go Lou but then you realize the stuff that he's doing and realizing that he won't stop at anything to you know do things that let's just say break the law <laughs> in order to actually 
be sort of the best at uh, at this particular job and actually making building a sort of uh, a business out of it. Um, you kind of can't really side with him on all of it because you realize how messed up it is. <laughs> and I think that's what I think that's what the sort of difference between this and something like Joker is. I think despite the things that Joker does, you still root you're still meant to root for the character. Even though he does do things that are abhorrent and terrible, you're meant to still root for him. But I feel like it's harder to root for Lou in a way because um, he does things that are so uh just shady and morally just awful <laughs> in order to get what he wants um but at the same time you look at the sort of the root of his character his drive and his ambition and his determination and you think that those are actually traits that you want to have for yourself and you kind of are able to empathize with the character on that level um but it's just the thing that he's doing in particular of you know this messed up business of uh, getting crime scene footage um you know filming people for example who might be you know dying like he there's someone who might be dying going into an amb into a into an ambulance and he's there just <laughs> with a camera like film filming like a close-up of them you know in this like really uh horrible moment in their lives and he's just there <laughs> with a camera like uh thinking hey it's free real estate i'm gonna get you know money off of this when i um get this to the tv stations um you know he obviously has like a very warped perception of the world and particularly a warped perception of others and how he uses others to get what he wants um and it's almost like it's almost alien in a way like the way he looks at others um but i think the thing that really sort of keeps the film together is just the fact that you can imagine someone like him existing um in the sense that if you have for example uh, very successful business uh, people, um, let's say individuals who manage to work their way up to a CEO or something like that. Um, you have to sort of get there to an extent with a degree of um, disregard for, for others and really sort of uh, looking out for yourself. And I guess probably there are a lot of sociopaths in, in high-ranking positions. Um and I think in a, to an extent, to that degree, um, Lou's character isn't completely out of the realm's possibility. And I think that's what makes the film sort of interesting. I will also say that the the last, um, but basically the sort of the climax of the film is really great. It's just so, it feels like this sort of build up. Because the, the rest of the film isn't slow. It does sort of build in a really meticulous fashion. Um, I think the pacing of the film is pretty much spot on. Um, the film kind of gets into the main meat of it quite quickly. It establishes Lou's character quite quickly at the start. You realize kind of who he is as a person and you get senses of, wow, this is a very strange character. Um, and he then sort of stumbles into this profession quite quickly. Um, and then it sort of builds and builds. Uh, Riz Ahmed's character, Rick, uh, he sort of brings aboard as a sort of assistant, I guess you could say. Um, and he's very good in the film, actually, uh, Riz Ahmed. Um, not the sort of character I've, I've seen him really play before. He's sort of quite young, quite naive, willing to sort of listen to Lou in a way. Um, and I think that sort of parallel between uh, how uh, Lou's character grows throughout the film 
and how uh, Rick's character ends up growing throughout the film because Rick kind of starts in a similar sort of place to where Lou is. Um, they're both people who I think let others walk over them and you sort of see that in how Lou interacts with Rick because um, Lou kind of brings Rick on as an assistant but then Lou kind of uh, is sort of the head honcho and kind of bosses him about. Um, and so the dynamic between those two are really, uh, that's really sort of a good aspect of the film as well. Um, but yeah, the way that the film really builds into the, the climactic scene, um, not going to spoil it really if you haven't seen it, but it's just, it's so great. <laughs> it's just a fantastic ending to the film. Um, it's like really tense. It's really sort of um, action-packed. I mean, the film isn't really an action film. It is a thriller, um, I guess you could say. A lot of it is based on sort of the conversations that Jake Gyllenhaal's character has with others in the film. It is, I would say, more conversation-based. Um, there aren't a ton of explosions or action to it. Um, it sort of uses action in sort of the right places. There are sort of a couple of scenes in particular that are sort of really pivotal moments in the film. Um, rather than just being a, a slew of explosions at basically everywhere. And so I think that's, again, why I think the pacing in the film is really well done, because it really makes those moments stand out. Um, and you know what? It does sort of make you perhaps a little bit sad for for the state of, um, you know, current journalism and news and stuff like that, because, you know, I mean, obviously this is, uh, well, this film is based in, in L.A., in America, um, so to an extent that American news is quite different to news, uh, elsewhere in the world, but you can definitely see that same kind of tackiness to the news, uh, in other places as well, just the sort of 24 hour news cycle and how, what they actually have to do in order to fill 24 hours of TV. <laughs> um, it's definitely like, it's just really sort of tacky and has this sort of seedy underbelly to it. And I think this film kind of shines a light on that. Um, and yeah, I mean, this film isn't really, uh, I mean, it's sort of, it's comedic in a very dark way, let's say. There are things that happen in the film that you're sort of laughing at, but at the same time, you're like, oh my God, that's horrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a, it's a really good film as well. Uh, I think it's great. Um, and I would definitely recommend that. I think it might be on Netflix. Um, and probably on Amazon. I mean, it's obviously been out since 2014, so you could probably catch it on streaming services uh, somewhere that you might have access to. And uh, those are our two films. Um, I hope you enjoyed them. I hope you do check them out. Um, just to remind you, another round is in cinemas now in the UK, I think. Probably it's quite limited because I think it was released a little while ago and I guess it's not a big release. So you might have to... Uh, find somewhere a little bit more obscure that's still showing it. Um, but I'm sure it'll come to streaming services pretty soon. And Nightcrawler is probably on streaming services, I think. It's been there for a while. Um, and yeah, those are those are our two films. I hope you enjoy them. And uh, James will be back for the next episode to give you two more films that you might enjoy. Thank you. And I uh, hope you have a good evening, good day, good afternoon, wherever you are. Bye-bye.